We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Our theme today... Well, that wasn't the feedback I was looking for. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the Playmakers. Lindsey Brown is the voice you hear right now, and this is go. the voice that you also be hearing, Adrian Hernandez. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I think we probably need to like work the eye contact part of our show like out, or at least like more we- optional. We do. I wish there was a way to frame all these monitors and buttons I have to push like a little bit closer. I know. So that I could go back and forth, left and right. The feng shui of this studio is just not the most flowing. No, honestly. And also, I woke up getting punched um, on the elbow. Oh, that seems pleasant. So I started off the day a little In the elbow, specifically? Yeah, no. Back elbow and then fist. I see. Not even intentional. Apparently, my son is going to be in the UFC or the WWE. Yeah. Um, So a little rattled. But yes, I will work on the eye contact. No, no, no. no. I'm saying we we need to drop it. I'm not saying like we need it. We need to drop the need for it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that comes with the chemistry and time. Well, I tried to just do it the old-fashioned way initially where I didn't want to switch seats where I didn't look at you and then apparently like we couldn't do the show without I mean now I think that it honestly acts more as an interruption than no, anything I disagree because if you were in that seat back to like if we were back facing each other it'd be a little odd it'd be honestly impressive though I mean we could try it it is what it is it would be impressive if it actually worked we're here to throw things at the wall and see what sticks that's basically, <laughs> basically. what the playmakers motto among many uh truly is uh, another one you'll hear me spout out quite a quite a bit is sports and other things, but mostly the other things because the sports just don't exactly hold our attention the same way it used to. Still, uh, the streak is alive today. Absolutely alive today, especially after yesterday's ass-kicking of a oh, hockey game. Boy. We're going to get into that here to kick off our show here in a couple minutes, but uh, a, a full slate of topics at our disposal today. We got Baker Mayfield in his feelings just sharing mm. it up. He might be getting a, a house down the street from Mr. Uh, Rogers and the one who must not be named pretty quick here because I am saving I, I'm my baffled. voice. I'm, I'm truly baffled uh, because Adrian's uh, exclusive music station available on the Odyssey app, which is being released on Friday. We've been doing music segments all week long. And so Adrian is I'm in- reading this one, and I'm reading Adrian and Album Mode yeah. Grammy Announcements. So, yeah, we got to talk about the Grammys coming up because, hey, uh, well, they didn't Let's talk about the awards, but not yeah. the art. Yeah, we got to talk about that, the art, and then me as well. I'm, I'm in Album Mode. Uh, I think I'm pushing it a little bit too far. Of course, I don't talk about these problems with my therapist. Or no. The people in my home. Well, it's only my once parents. a week right now. It's 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 with with you, Lindsay. So Excellent. we need to talk this out. I'm I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, we all know that we are much better at solving other people's problems than our own. Of course. And oftentimes we surround ourselves with people that have similar problems to us, and we, we like literally write the answers in the map to ourselves, and yet we say, I have no idea what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, that's the playmakers. We're gonna talk about offensive kids movies. 
uh, in the second hour, and we're and that'll kind of loop into our, our conversation with Trista Crick. She joins us as she does each and every Wednesday. Uh, Bet MGM tonight host uh, Heat Check. Apparently, they're doing a, a remote broadcast from a big sports book just outside of DC. So we'll we'll talk to her about that and the big tournament that's about to kick off here and. I mean, that should pretty much do it for us, at least for our Wednesday edition of the show. Matter of fact, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I've got NFL Network on. The Raiders are on. A lot of Raiders Yeah, you're like today, taking so. in a lot of sports content, and I'm just kind of like... <laughs> just vibes. I have one eyeball on the TikTok and the other eyeball on like, I don't know, a version of Candy Crush or something. But I'm just looking for any sort of distraction, because yesterday, not only was I like trying to as Trish Crick would say, push P into the universe in terms of the, the positivity. You was pushing P? I was pushing P for the Golden Knights. Oh, my God. Please say it again. You're pushing P. I was pushing P for the Golden Knights yesterday, and they slapped it away. <laughs> they said, we only deal with L's this yeah, month, We only Lindsay. deal with L's. This road trip is meant to uh, take the hard look in the mirror and think, why am I doing this? Uh, because the Golden Knights lost 7-3 to yesterday to the Winnipeg Jets. An absolute dumpster fire affair. Uh, it was actually pretty close for most of the first period. But um, as we learned yesterday in my pre-scout, this is a, the, the Winnipeg Jets are a team that really likes to use their opposition to screen their own goalie. They're a team that really likes to create mistiming and chaos in their offensive zone by maybe – inching back up towards the blue line or slowing up a, a little bit here and there. And they were utilizing every tool they had in their belt yesterday and finding uh, success. I think that, that you know, to, to end the first period with two goals within 30 seconds in the final two minutes, like that's just, even if you put forth a really good effort, really solid. I mean, DeBoer said, oh, I was really proud of the 60 minutes of hard work. And Carlson said he was, happy that nobody gave up i'm like this is how far we have fallen we're there already we are there we are absolutely there but like it was just they weren't they they didn't have the they didn't have the talent in the room to keep up yesterday they didn't that that one nothing uh goal where, where blake wheeler just barrels in right into the the offensive zone and uses nick hag as a screen on a cutback to the middle and just lasers it glove side pass laurent brossois like that's not his fault he can't see that puck that's a screen an unbelievable shot at that and uh and a player in blake wheeler that basically is just a human bowling ball and so i i wasn't too offended by that but then you have literally less than 30 seconds later the team itself just kind of basically loses its own way. Winnipeg gains the zone with possession. They slow up a little bit. Like I said, they're using that missed timing. They'll float back up towards that blue line to open up space in the shooting lanes, which really almost freezes any Golden Knights players trying to defend. And so they're able to fire away, even though that puck is blocked down twice, until that third opportunity just bounces over to Kyle Connor's stick, and he doesn't even need any elevation on that shot because he can beat Laurent Brassois five-hole. He would for sure want that one back. But the team was sinking back into itself. Like, it's it's a crappy goal to give up because of of the context of what, of what happened, but in terms of, like, what developed in front, like, I'm not ready to pin that on LB either. You can get... A two-to-one, you know, hey, look, we're still in this tally from Nick Waugh, who was staying relentless in the slot in the second period, finishes a bang-bang rebound about five minutes into the second. But then 
Then <sighs> they keep going down. They keep spiraling. You have something called so Pakal, who is our defenseman, filling in for one of our many names that is out of our lineup, turns over the puck in our zone, in the middle of the zone. Brand, I mean, he's a fetus walking out there. What are you going to do? LB gets a huge save in the corner, gets the puck over there, diffuses the problem, diffuses the pressure, diffuses the danger. But then all of our bodies are so spread out, are so stuck in the mindset that somebody else is going to do it. Bodies so far out of orbit that they cannot physically support the puck battle in the corners. Even if their teammate wins it, there's nobody there to collect it. So instead, Nikolai Ehlers does it and has a free and clear walk to the basically the front of the net. If he wanted to take it that far, he didn't need to, Adrian. Instead, he just walks from that half wall uh, just below that face-off dot and then snipes LB short side. That one sucks. That one sucks top to bottom. And then you had the other, the last one before Brassois was pulled, where the defenseman just walked on the wall, forward goes up, replaces his spot, and takes one step towards the net and beats him high short blocker side. Like one of those textbook goals that anybody who has never even put on a pair of goalie pads knows you can't let that in at that point in time. And so that's why when Pete DeBoer, after the game, said, we got to find ways to get in front of more pucks. I'm irked as a, as a fellow netminder because, for like, a lot of these goals, like the situation that devolved in front of, of him, not his fault. But LB did not play his best yesterday. I was expecting him to come out and put on a show against his former team. He's gotten lit up twice. And so I won't make that mistake again. And – you can bet your bottom-ass dollar that if the Golden Knights had the opportunity to take a time machine back to, like, right before the season, we say, hey, you want to still trade Marc-Andre Fleury? Hey, even if you still do want to trade him, do you want to treat him the way that he was on the way out? I guarantee you it's a hard no. Because goaltending is an is a is a... An area in which we can improve right now, although it is not the area that is the biggest problem. It is easy to paint it as such, but we know that we can't move certain players. We know that there there's certain salaries that are prohibitive. Everybody knows the the amount of injury problems we have. And honestly, I don't even know if this is a team worth fighting for, trading to, uh, to, to get something out of it. That's going to be one of my questions. But last night, Mark, Mark Andre Fleury put on a gem of a performance last night in Boston, 38 saves, 2-1 to one win. And it's hard for me not to sit here and say all of this that's going on with the Golden Knights, be that like the direct results that are, that are coming back to us or just the overall vibe that this season has been. This is hockey karma coming back at its finest. This is goalie-specific hockey karma coming back and biting them in the ass. Like, it does pay to treat people the right way. I'm not a religious person. I believe in belief. That's kind of how I define my whole system because I believe in what other people's believe in, or at least they're the severity. But hockey gods are a pretty darn close thing to me, and it's very much like you put, you get out what you put in. Not everything makes sense. Nothing's fair. 
So with that in mind, with that reality, wouldn't you want to do everything in your power to like take care of what you can? Like I said yesterday, attitude and, uh, and effort. No, obviously it's just going to yep. improve the performance. Right. So why wouldn't you take care of your people? Like, why, why do you trade Marc-Andre Fleury for literally a bag of pucks? Was the cap space that important? Truly. Because we could probably, based off of how things have turned out this year, we probably could have kept Flower and maybe still gotten Jack Eichel. I mean, we'd have to make different moves. But, like, since he's been such a breath of fresh air, but they've only won two games since he's come into this lineup, and I don't expect him to set the world on fire and to save this team. But... When I saw his attitude the other night, when I saw yesterday after that 3-1 to one goal that I, I just went through where everybody was too spread out and they just let Ehlers walk in, seeing the dejection and frustration on, like, viscerally on the TV from the likes of Chandler Stevenson and Dylan Coughlin. Like, there is nothing but bad vibes right now and there's been bad vibes in this locker room before when they've been able to f- still find success and a lot of that has to do with the personalities in the locker room but we need to stop saying well it's not in the locker room and, and because they're not right now this is a bad hockey team and this is a hockey team that will not do itself favors in game but how wh- why would they be able to conjure that up from themselves when even the management can't do can't conduct can't play in the right way. The b- most basic of minimums. The most bare of minimums. And I don't mean to like bring this up and, 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 and basically unearth this, this, this crypt that was the Marc-Andre Fleury trade that we dissected ad nauseum. But it was literally so unnecessary in terms of getting him off the roster. Like it seemed more like a move, well, we want to make sure we're going to give the keys to Robin Leonard, which I do understand. But that doesn't mean that you treat him like you did. That doesn't mean you trade him for nothing. He won the Vesna last year. We won the Masterton last year, Adrian. You know what the Masterton is? It's the lowest goals against average. The best goalie tandem. I was looking at Mike McKenna's goaltending rankings yesterday for, for tandems. We're behind the Coyotes in his mind. That's not good. You're like, did, really, that it was that important to sell that piece for whatever boost you've gotten on the other side. Because last time I checked, we're letting in way more goals than we're scoring anyways. Like, it's an absolute joke. And this is why I, I am so adamant about the way this organization treats people. I'm so adamant about sensitivity to goalies. Because they're the most important people on the on the ice. And for all of the, the crap that Marc-Andre Fleury had to deal with while he was here, you also, at the same time, like... Oh, we, we might go trade for him back. We might bring somebody else in because we don't know if Robin Leonard's going to come in. And then we got Pete DeBoer still pooping on our goalies now. What are you doing? You are literally, uh, we have too big of a bleeder over here. We got to fix it. We got to get stitches over here. Well, this one, you're actively like cutting open another wound just to get those stitches out. Yeah, I don't see how that's going to have a positive it's ridiculous. effect on your players. Especially after uh, for LB to be in his former team like all of that. Like, sure, he didn't play his freaking best, but have you seen the guys in front of him? Your bare minute right now, you're saying, good job, guys. We worked hard and we didn't give up. Are you kidding me? My God. This it's is pathetic. Team, this, is, this is the team that we thought could be a contender for the Stanley Cup Finals, and now we're talking about good effort against a below-average team, right? Mm-hmm. That, that we were facing, and th- that's what we get for all the expectations and the Better moves. team than us. 
and getting We're Jack a below Eichel. average team. That's what we are. Honestly. We're a bad team. That's what we are. Are you at the point where it's like trade pieces away at the deadline to get value or or I not know. even try to like improve no, the I'm team? I'm at the point where I don't dedicate brain energy towards thinking about this team, about yeah. how to fix it. Because there is no there there really is no fixing it. You can bring in you can say, hey, let's go trade for for Alexander Barkov, who's going to be rolling in here tomorrow with the Florida Panthers, or, or Jonathan Huberto. They're, they're, they're not going to be able to fix it. I mean, shoot, years ago, St. Louis Blues, supposed to be a, a big-time contending team, go out and trade for Ryan Miller for the, from the Buffalo Sabres. We're going to go deep run. They did the same thing a couple years later, maybe earlier, with Marty Brodeur. We're going to bring in somebody at the deadline, a netminder that's going to fix everything. Both times out in the first round. One of them, they might not have even made the playoffs. Not going to deep dive my memory or, or fact check on that, but I do know that it did not end well for either one of them. And that's why Jesus Christ himself could strap on some pads and hop in. He's not going to score any goals. And, and DeBoer is right. Everybody has to show up each night. You have to have a night where people show up to score, that people show up to be defensively responsible, and where our net miners are ready to go. You're right. But we're, we're just getting to this now. And this is, this is our, our fifth game in a row that we've lost. We have no sight in front of us of it letting up. We're in one of the hottest teams in the NHL in Florida, and then L.A.'s coming in. Like, they, got, got, 20, they got shut out last night up. by the Colorado Avalanche, but who blames them? But this is a team that can't do itself favors because it doesn't want to treat its people the right way. And it's connected. It may not be as as easy as point A to point B, but you can't say that this doesn't have the overarching theme. And finally, the the, the chickens are coming home to roost. And so whether tomorrow will be the, the day where everything comes together and they might be able to put forth not just an effort, but a winning one, not going to really spend that much time thinking about it because uh, I don't know how much time the brass is, at least – thinking about it in a way differently than they have before. Because, again, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. One could probably say that's maybe in the, in the thought, in the mindset of one Mr. Baker Mayfield. He is deep in his feelings, and we are going to get into that on the other side of the break. Glenn for the bet. Juice World is so necessary after watching that hockey game last night. <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean. Just it, questioning reality and my place in it. The, the vibes are, they, they match up. You're 100% right on that. Absolutely. Um, deep in the feelings Wednesday for us here on the Playmakers. A therapy edition of sorts. Somewhat. Every day is a therapy session if you want it to be. And uh, we are going to talk here. Well, at least it's a, I don't know if it's a therapy session. We got to do some exploration because I'm not quite sure what exactly Baker Mayfield is getting at. But this guy is starting to act a little bit more erratically than I probably would have previously admitted just given our relationship. And you know what, Adrian, like you're going to be shocked by this even though you you know me in a very potent sense, but still a very short amount of time. Once I figure out something about 
another person, say they don't really like X, I will automatically double down on my support of X, even though I'm not necessarily in full-blown form. So a little bit of trolling, some I, would I, say. You could say an exaggeration. You could say oxymoronic in a way. Um, Baker Mayfield just confuses me today <laughs> because this guy is guess who's back tweeting out instagramming out basically uh, an equivalent of what i would classify as a, a goodbye letter uh uh thanks for the great times cleveland when like all that happened was a rumored meeting with deshaun watson i mean rumored to us and he probably is privy to more information but it seems like Baker's ready to be done with the Browns. And I just... Well, I'm glad. I, yep. Because they're kind of ready to get ready ass to Baker. Um, and yes, so yesterday the rumors, we at least know Jimmy uh, and D Haslam, uh, the private jet, did land in Houston. Some rumors about Stefanski and Barry being in that plane. That we cannot confirm. Um, and so, yeah, last night he he got his... What are we going to call it? He got his Tom Brady on with this three-page goodbye love letter, and we are... No, was don't, it, don't even put it on, on he who must not be named. Oh, yes. Like, oh, my God. Straight. I'm sorry. TB, sorry. Yeah. It was, was it three weeks ago or a month ago where we talked about Baker Mayfield's announcement on social media that he was that taking he wasn't, a break. Yeah, that he wasn't going to be on social media. Yeah. And he now like, you come back. Mm-hmm. So, let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G last year was on a team that traded an enormous amount of assets to move up in the draft to specifically draft Trey Lance. And what did he do? He took his team to the NFC Championship game. That's right. Tua Tungavailoa, who did not have a good season last year. The season before that. And there was rumors throughout the entire year, whether it was Steven Ross or Flores, but the Dolphins were pushing heavy despite – and this was in the heat of everything that Deshaun Watson is going through. They were the one team bold enough to be like, we don't give a damn. We want him. What did Tua do? No commented in the press conference. And he went on the field. Now, his performance, that's a different topic. But he didn't whine about it. He didn't cry about it. Dude, your whole mentality, it is so disappointing that you care so much about social media and idiots like me on microphones and Colin Cowherd. Here's a clue, Baker. If you win a Super Bowl next year, do you think Colin Cowherd or me are not going to be on the microphone? Do you think we automatically get fired? No, we're still going to be here. We have a job like you have a job, and it hurts my soul. Because, Lindsay, mm. I know that sometimes you say things to me to get my reaction, and you know that I, I, I haven't been too happy with Baker Mayfield this year. It is so disappointing because Baker Mayfield, truth be told, I'm 28 years old, and it's crazy for me to say this. He is the best quarterback the Browns have had in my entire life. He's mm-hmm. been a part of a team that has took us to the playoffs. That is, They beat the Steelers Hallowed in the playoffs. ground for you guys. In Pittsburgh. They made Ben Roethlisberger cry. We, we made Big Ben cry. I have that picture framed in my office. But guess what? We realize, and, and I do, it's a true story, I really do. It was a big moment in my life. And, and I feel bad for my son, too, because my son is officially a Browns fan, too, now, because the one jersey he has for the Browns, he has to get a new one because the dude's not on the team. Welcome to being a Browns fan, sire. I love you. 
But this whole attitude of being so concerned and having to comment, and it's funny because on the playbook you brought up Duke Johnson and Mm -hmm. him posting his thoughts. So in 2019, Duke Johnson wanted a new contract. And he didn't show up to OTAs and in the beginning of training camp. They asked Baker about it. And at this point, he was this was Hugh Jackson regime. So he technically like wasn't rookie, not yeah. his rookie season, but the year after. Yeah. Yeah. So this was this was the first. No, actually, no, no. This was no, you're 100 percent right. So this was the first year of Baker being the official starter after so Hugh and Tyrod Taylor. Not Hugh Jackson then. Yes. And, um, you know, Duke wanted a new contract and they asked Baker about it. And he said, look, man. You're either on the train or not. And what did Duke Johnson post on Twitter yesterday? A train off the tracks on fire with little stick figure bodies everywhere around it. And that was the first clue because there was a lot of veterans on that team who were very, very disappointed in Baker kind of taking the management side of this. He has to be careful because, like, we've heard a lot of pushback, like, say about Russell Wilson when he was younger. Mm -hmm. Russell Russell brought the proof in the pudding. Baker hasn't. Sorry to to, to no, no, kind of no, no. like put no, but you're no, 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 no. We're we're fine, and, and it's, it's true. Such a, it's such a interesting development, especially when we saw just a few weeks ago Kyler Murray's development, like of just how these two individuals have decided to conduct business, and we have to also look at why we're reacting so grandiosely. Like, you obviously have ill will harbored towards Baker as a professional football player, not as a person, obviously. But, and um, we classify certain types of behaviors with positions just like we would label any other stereotype. Like, we talk about receivers, all oh, they're divas. No, they're not. But that's just like one of those labels that usually gets associated. Um, to have two former number one picks, both being quarterbacks. One black, one white. Um, I wonder why this – is it because they're quarterbacks and they're doing this? Well, it seems like you're supposed to be the de facto leader. Like you have you have people playing on quote-unquote lame duck contracts like Derek Carr. You know, we, it's not the first time that some of the – but you're expected to just kind of put up with it. If anybody's going to be taken care of, it's you guys first. You're at the front of the line. If, if it's dinner time, you guys get first pass. Right? Yeah. Do you think that's why we feel so off-put by both of these guys? I think it, it, with both of them, it's kind of unproven. And I'll give credit to Kyler in the sense of, like, how I just brought up the 2019 incident with Duke Johnson. Yep. Where it wasn't up until, what was it, two, during, it was Super Bowl week. It was Super Bowl when the, when the reports from Chris Mortensen in terms of how the team felt. And actually, it wasn't even... The team itself, it was management. So at least for him, he hasn't had these incidents. The team incidents. itself is management. Well, I mean, like, in terms of not the players. We, we didn't hear many players come out um, well, and say and different Duke things. Well, and Duke is former player. That's different. He, but, but he was, but no, but when Baker made those comments uh, in training camp, Duke was on the team. He wasn't, right, he wasn't but, traded yet. Right, but but Duke's making these comments now, and he's no longer on the team. Yeah, that's true. That's but a completely different I could classification. Point, I could point to five years later, four years later, and another thing that's like, yo, this dude, he's lost. Like his teammates don't trust him, and don't they don't ride for him? Um, because look at look at the OBJ situation. When OBJ left, there was so many Browns players tweeting out, yo, we're gonna miss you. Best of luck. 
And there was maybe one or two, like Ryan T- Wyatt Teller and, and one or two guys that said things for Baker and all this support for OBJ. And then it was amplified even more when he won the Super Bowl with the Rams. And you watch that final game against the Steelers. And well, sure, of course it's going to get amplified when he wins the Super Bowl because he is the most popular guy that but is to in my have, phone number list here. But to have an entire, like, an entire season of – Constant support of OBJ. And, and nobody not a said anything person. directly about Baker because supporting OBJ doesn't mean that I'm pooping on ba- Baker. I mean, you could you could, yeah, you no, could you take cannot, it like that. No, you can, okay, that's an no, interpretation. No, Adrian, that's unhealthy. That, that's no, an interpretation. No, Adrian, if I say that I support OBJ, that's not a commentary on whether or not I like Baker. You can draw a line, but you, if we're going to no, start yeah. playing that game, no, no, I'm not I can say to... that's that. Boy, we might as well just say that gaslighting's uh, healthy. No, no, I'm, I'm not trying to, to correlate the two. I'm just saying you could see these things. You could see it on the field uh, directly. Jarvis Landry uh, leading up to the season, like people trying to avoid answering questions. Uh, Miles Garrett running up by TMZ and just saying, I support the Browns. And not necessarily when he was asked a question about difference. Baker Mayfield. And it, it just goes to his attitude with with the players and if he has that faith and just – I need to be on social media. I need to have this mentality that I'm a walk-on at Texas Tech. And, yes, you have that story. A lot of people didn't believe in you when you were drafted number one. People said you were too short. You're not strong enough, yada, yada, yada. But, bro, you are the number one pick in the draft. You've already – you took the Browns. You took the Cleveland Browns, a team that had the longest playoff without a win streak in the league. Exactly. And you finally did that. So and why can't you year, just be happy with him as your quarterback then? Because I have eyeballs and I saw the okay, game. Well, then and you're, wasn't you're, good you're talking out of both sides of your mouth right now, though. Because you're, sa- you're literally saying exactly what I say to you about Baker all the time, which was this is what you've done. This is an uncharted territory. These are what we had before, which was nothing compares to you. And the team. But then you get mad at him for be for going out there and doing exactly that, that he's not good enough. I, and so, like, what I'm what I'm trying to illustrate here is that you're both wrong, because Baker, what what Baker has been enabled, this is what this is, but and he's been enabled to say this because the fan base around him, the management around him, the narrative around him has been allowed to be either dictated by him or dictated by this negativity, and there's no reason for it. There's no reason for this negativity on either side. And that's what confuses me about Baker Mayfield. That's what confuses me about Browns fans and their relation to Baker Mayfield. And that's why I, I think that they're never they really win. No, I agree with you. But you guys, it's for for a a fan base that knew nothing but famine. The first time you get a bushel of wheat, you say it's not good enough for us, fam. I I, I ordered sourdough. Get your pumpernickel out of here. It, it, it baffles my mind. And that's the thing. I just you, I don't think I don't think you're going to be able to figure it out on either way because I think this marriage has run its course. I don't think but that's fair. Next to time say. you get you walk into a number one overall pick quarterback that has a that has a little bit of a an attitude that has a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, maybe don't poop on him the second he does poorly or maybe decides to play an entire season with a broken wing. Maybe there's toxicity on both sides. Sure, I guess you you can have that approach. I completely disagree. Uh, sorry. Sorry that Browns fans have expectations that they had a Super Bowl caliber roster and they expected a good performance. And for the team to go eight and nine and to have all these distractions and, and comments, you and, think the Browns and have a Super Bowl caliber roster? This did year. they? 
Are you, Lindsay, compared are you kidding to, me? Compared to, to the other the teams in the AFC. Okay, let, let, before let's the season go, started, because the, the truth sayers are the ones that live in the casinos. What do you? I mean, they have a pretty good clue. That is it a good offensive line? Did he have two Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers? If they're a Super Bowl winning, if they're a Super Bowl caliber team, they would be able to make the playoffs even with Baker with a broken wing because then that roster would have been good enough to keep it afloat. Lindsay, they went eight and nine last season. Yep, Baker Mayfield, the, the last game of the season, he threw three interceptions. I he agree. got sacked seven times. He looked like a scared. Puppy. I agree, but if that's a Super so, Bowl, if that's a Super Bowl ready roster, then how he's dead weight? Then why are you guys being dragged down by a guy who's dead weight? This is why. The, what do you? Because he's because he doesn't play the quarterback. He doesn't play a huge part on the team. That doesn't. The, what, what does that mean? <laughs> that literally that does not that it baffles me to be honest. Because if he was on the field, I don't want to hear about him being injured. He was on the field. So at a certain point, he was okay to play. And yes, his shoulder was hurt, but there were plenty of – let's talk to OBJ's dad. There was plenty of opportunities. I want to talk to OBJ's dad for sure. wasn't even passing the ball to four dudes I that were open. I think you guys aren't even close and that you are finding a place to place blame with Baker and that he is rising to the occasion quite well. That's your opinion. It is. It is. It's a great thing, those opinions. And ultimately – when all else fails, we can blame Adam Schefter because that's what Tom Brady <laughs> Sr.'s dad is doing. Say, I, honestly, my conspiracy is this, that, that when, when Schefter came out a couple days early and said Tom Brady is retiring, that at that point Tom was like, you know what? I'm going to entertain it. I'm just going to do this to mess with Schefter. And we said that just to, to wait a couple days for the announcement. I think he did the whole ruse. Really? I, I figured I thought that would like anger him to be like, you know what? I can't do it on my own. I'm the greatest right. player ever. I am going to come back. Not, exactly. Not <laughs> only am I going to screw over your scoop, but then I'm going to screw over your take, too. Like, it's both. He's going for the double whammy, and that's what we look to provide here on the Playmakers, whether Baker Mayfield is our starting quarterback or not. Let's get Adrian back into a good mood, into a good <laughs> vibes, our music segment, and Adrian in album mode on the other side. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I gotta turn my mic on right away. I start before you probably even know it. Here on the Playmakers, uh, Von Miller is getting paid $120 million for the next six years to go hunt down quarterbacks in the AFC 
No, uh, East. East, East, yeah. Signing with the Buffalo Bills. It's breaking news, always brought to us by BetQL Smarter Bets. Start with BetQL, download the BetQL app, or visit BetQL.com today. We're not going to get into that deal because it's just coming to us now. And honestly, I want to talk some music because Let's uh, do this. Adrian, your your uh, playlist is is just mere hours away from being published. And so, what have you brought to us of the musical conversational nature today? Well, thank you. And first off, let's get our read in real quick um, because the Good music point. we just played um, and the music you love, Lindsay, is Corn? also accessible okay. right now on that Odyssey app where you can discover hundreds of exclusive music stations for music fans built by music fans only on Odyssey, uh, including the playlist named Arena Rock. Epic songs for epic moments. Get pumped and celebrate here. You can hear music from Queen, Journey, Motley Crue, and more. Uh, just search Arena Rock. Um, check it out on the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, where you can get the Hype Master lick, Lock. Whoa. Hype, <laughs> not Hello, Freudian Slip. Yes, uh, Hype Master Lock uh, is available there. And Next. then on Friday, um, the aforementioned uh, playlist that I am curating, uh, the Hip Hop Underground will be available on Friday, which leads me straight into some questions that I have for you, Lindsay. Mm. Uh, for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm in album mode. Um, I feel like I'm back in college where I originally started the underground and HCC radio. Shout out to Hawk Radio. Um, and so... What does album mode mean? It means that I have logged into the the website where we're allowed to finesse and put the music together. I checked my login history. Um, since I was given access, which was 13 days ago, uh, <laughs> I've signed on 43 times. Is that... First, right off the your face is no, like what I, is I like going under, I like don't understand what you're talking about. Like you're the, you logged into the to the they, thing. They gave I was like, hey, I was like, I was very very clear with them that I wanted to make sure I could put every song that I wanted. Oh, and they were like, hey, we'll just give you the oh, website. See, no, it's really depressing. I was like that too. Where I was I wanted certain tracks. Like the first track that I thought of when I was like hype master locker mix. This is the mood. I couldn't put it on there because it wasn't available. It wasn't. They were actually yeah. like, I know that I'm you, still depressed about it. We still love the cool kids and they released an album about two weeks ago. Um, and I was like, that's probably not going to be on here. And it was on there and they had the yeah. clean version and the uncensored version. So I logged in like 43 times. Um, last night, I probably spent way too much time. Um, probably. Let's see. I got home around seven. I probably spent two hours kind of finagling where I wanted the music, and so I had my laptop with with the uh, the order. And then on my phone, I'm listening to songs and trying to make sure the sequence is right. I listen to it in my headphones for about 30 minutes, and I'm like, great. And this is where the album mode comes into. I then created the same playlist on my personal phone, and then I went into the car and drove around because I'm like, this playlist sounds fire on some headphones. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't sound fire in the car, then what's the point? Um, am I, am I taking this a little bit too far? No, I think you're taking it the right amount as far as you want to go. Thank you. Well, we look forward to that. It's coming out on Friday, Hip Hop Underground. Um, with that, we transition to the Grammys that were delayed nine weeks, and they're happening here in Vegas. Uh, it's going down April 3rd. Of course, it's a couple weeks away, but we all need to remember, and it's happening MGM Grand Garden Arena. It would be cool if we were allowed to do the show from there in the middle of the stage while the show was going on. Um, but we won't be able to talk about it leading up to April 3rd that week because, of course, that's WrestleMania 38 weekend, and we need to have some respect for some of the events. Uh, so let's talk about so the Grammys now. 
All the respect. So uh, let's get into the Grammys. First off, uh, the official sponsor is Grey Goose Vodka. What are your thoughts? Uh, I like vodka. Vodka's like one of the very few spirits that I do drink. I don't, I think I've had Grey Goose like twice. Huge fan as one could be. Uh, what, what is some of your favorites? This is kind of more of a personal question because your birthday is coming up this weekend and I need to know what to get you. Uh, don't get me alcohol. It's It'll go to waste. Um, yeah, I pretty much drink vodka. That's pretty much all I drink, actually. All right, it's well, usually I, smearing off, but I just I don't I can't remember the last time I bought like booze. Let's just say Friday is going to be an interesting show because oh, if you're not okay. taking it, I am for you. Right on. Um, let's move on to the actual performances. Uh, the guy we talked about earlier this week, mm-hmm. Jack Harlow, he will be performing for the first time in the Grammys, um, and it's funny how as that, will her, huh? As will her. Yes, she will, and she's she's nominated uh, he and for her album both of the year. Um, it's crazy. It's funny. So the Jack Harlow and the Suburban Rap article that we talked about to start the week, yeah, um, that came out, and then we just find out today uh, he's going to be on the Grammys. He's on this month's cover of Rolling Stone, and his next album, his second album, is coming out May sixth. Mm. Uh, that's how you do a media managers press. earning their money, huh? Are you uh, excited for this performance for Jack Harlow specifically? Yes. Eh, not particularly. I mean, he's, he's good. I, I hope it's longer than, like, the 40-second songs he was doing when I saw him perform live at uh, a big-time casino that I won't mention here. <laughs> oh, that, that, that I, night. I wasn't I, – I'm, I'm down for the experience. I just didn't expect to have to dance for six hours leading up to his uh, slightly late 3.30 a.m. stage time. You were like, what the hell is – who do you think you are? You're not Drake. Um, Correct. Uh, other, other artists that are going to be performing, Olivia Rodrigo. Kids love her. I know that. That driver's license song, right? Man, we're going to sound outdated in some of this, aren't we? Uh-oh. Billie Eilish. Yep. BTS. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas X, which yep. are, is supposed to be a opposite performance, so it won't be a collab with well, the Industry you know Baby song. Gonna do, yeah, because Harlow will be up there. So we'll, we'll see if they actually do that. From what they've said, it's going to be separate. Um, I'm sure they'll finesse nice. something. I are, are you – like, I feel like one of the things missing from award shows and the Grammys is, like, you know, back in the day, like Eminem and uh, Elton John, like that was a big moment. Um, I'm, I'm excited yeah, to see it was what a li- bizarre moment. <laughs> it was, yeah, like to have that those two personalities, and considering just like some of the history of homophobia that uh, Eminem has, and that was in the middle of the Slim Shady era, so it's like the blonde, blonde well, hair. Oh well, if it was in that era, I mean, like I don't even if Elton was offended, it wasn't like anybody was going to listen. Elton's actually like a low key. Um, He's a hip hop fan, like a couple of some yeah. of these. Like, oh, um, he's a true artist. He's a he's a true. Me- I I think he just appreciates talent and vision. Yeah, when Juice World passed away, and when Mac Miller passed yeah. away, like on the shows after the night of the news broke, he like shouted them out and stuff. So shout out to Elton John. Um, Lil Nas X though, are you? Do you think he's gonna go super crazy with the performance? You know he's gonna push the envelope, like. It- the days of Miley Cyrus twerking are so. <laughs> beyond innocent and honestly i i want to see Lil nas x push the same envelope because we we watch the women do it all the time it's like nudity on on tv i'm finally glad i don't really want to see a bunch of penises but i I want equal opportunity for everybody to be on display (laughs) you turn on cbs and you're like this is not euphoria (laughs) um really quick before we get out of here let's do some of the nominations so record of the year (laughs) i still have faith in you abba freedom john best record went crazy i've never heard it oh i haven't either but i know it did massive numbers like for vinyl sales and stuff like in its initial weeks 
I can get a kick out of you. Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga, Ugh. Peaches by Justin Bieber, mm. Right on Time by Brandy Carlyle. Carlyle? Carlyle? Are you kidding <laughs> like me? Like Pete Carlyle? Stop is it. His, Stop it. You don't know who Brandy Carlyle is? She's, she'll also be performing at the Grammys. Who yeah. is she? Do your own research. Oh, my goodness. It's like, she, it's she like, like, like who's, who's, uh, who's big boy? Really? It's one of those. Um, so I'm super off. I'm ashamed. Oh, yeah. um, Kiss Me More, Doja Cat and SZA, Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish, Montero Lil Nas X. Is hilarious. Yeah, and she's fine. Um, Montero Lil Nas X, Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License, and then Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. Who are you going with? Probably Silk Sonic. Mm, like who, some... who I want to win or who I think will win? Who do you think's going to win? Yeah, because that's a huge uh, distinction. Um, yeah, I'll go Silk Sonic. I'm gonna go with Justin Bieber. Uh, Was that he, for out for record of the year? Or record, song of the record year? of the year. Which also record song? What are we doing, guys? I know that's why I'm asking for the distinction. What the difference is? It was I'm record. unsure, but I do know that if you're gonna win, so, I think song of the year is more charty. So that's where I'm like, record of the year would probably be more likely go to Silk Sonic. Fantastic. I don't think we have time to. I wanted so to I do the EDM. Yeah. I want, yeah. I do, it, do, do it. Do it. Do um, it. Um, Black coffee subconsciously. Uh, Fallen embers. Aluminum. Music Alenium. is the weapon. <laughs> Jesus. Major Laser. Music is the weapon. Uh, Shockwave. Marshmallow. Free Love. Sylvian Esso. And Judgment by Ten City. Who are you going with? I already forgot the first ones that you said, so you're right. We don't have any time. But Damn. Uh, I'm Let's gonna... live tweet it together. Okay. It's Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's be obnoxious. Oh, Buffalo Wild Wings. For the Grammys. We're at live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, another hour of the Playmakers on the way, my friends. Don't go anywhere. Keep those booties and those ears attuned. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.